A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue today. That issue, what needs to happen at Extreme Rules. Now, I will caveat this by saying we are recording this on Thursday afternoon, so if something major happens on SmackDown and the bloody White Rabbit debuts, then... Well, this is all bloody pointless. <laughs> but looking at the card already, uh, Hamlet, five matches at time of recording, all stipulation matches. Vince must be doing his knots. Yeah, I <laughs> like that it is all stipulation because because uh, it, it should be. Yeah, because it absolutely should be. Um, this was like was once presented as this night of complete excess. And then you would have one match that was an extreme rules and main event. It was crap plunder, the type which we'd now get on a 2.0 main event that was called a pub fight. Then it went a bit daft in the pandemic because WWE went a bit daft in the pandemic mm. and people were losing eyes. So we had to take a step back from that, but let's take a step forward to where we were. I, it's not getting reported much that this card has like extra significance attached to it because Triple H has never just had a normal premium live event yet. He got the keys to SummerSlam given to him and they'd already booked the guy that was going to lift the ring up. Yeah. Uh, smashed Clash at the Castle. I think we can all agree. Like, genuinely nailed that card. But now, this is a quote-unquote normal WWE premium live event. <laughs> the one thing that was still good about WWE under Vincent Mann's psychotic vision with these monthly pay-per-views, like, and Triple H has done such a good job with everything else, what if this is opposite land and he ruins it? Like, just a oh, yeah, standard Commoner Garden B-show. I don't think he will, by the way. We're going to run down this card. I think this is a tremendous-looking card. All the matches, like, are... Showing, in my opinion, the results of, and I know it's never for everybody, Triple H is fairly solid and logical and well-plotted booking in that all of these feel like the most um, like relevant stories on television. They're getting the big payoffs. This is all very old-fashioned as if you still had to pay 50 bucks for it. It's, it's got that kind of vibe about it. All the things are pointed towards this show. Um, and he just has to, the thing that has to happen to pay off the title is that he's got to deliver a good show. Mm. There is way less, despite all the stipulations, it is my belief that there are way less Bells and whistles. This is going to take place in a normal building. There's going to be no advantage of the, uh, the fact they've gone abroad. First time in 30 years, clash at the castle. What's going to happen at SummerSlam? Because Triple H has got the wheel. He's in the job now. Like, this is very much, a, despite the stipulations, it's a novelty wears off event, and there's a certain pressure to deliver to show that he can. And yet, with, despite all the novelty stipulation matches, Sage, I quit matches, strap matches, ladder matches, etc., etc. The thing what I suppose we're all mainly looking forward to isn't on the card. I'm talking, of course, of Bray Wyatt, the White Rabbit. This this feels like the show that he has to show that whatever it is happens. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the card, just to echo Hamlet's thoughts. I'm particularly looking forward to the fight pit. I thought the second version was a bit overrated, but the first I could not believe yeah. because when it was first promoted, like NXT was 
big time on the decline in terms of the quality of the TV show and just a complete lack of originality and new ideas. And that was such a great idea. Like, unbelievable, in fact. I thought it was phenomenal. It was the, the one match the CWC was built for. It was actually the same that ran like a hundred times. It was pre CWC, I think. Was yes. it in the old empty, what remained of full sale? It's basically right? the same thing. Yeah. It's under <laughs> a different name. Yeah. But it was the first pandemic NXT yes. where you thought, geez, they haven't completely and utterly lost the plot. <laughs> it was just fantastic. I'm expecting great things from this. Um, I'm expecting a level of quality to clash at the castle. Of course, it won't feel as special. But if, as Ham, uh, Samfield points out, it's never going to feel as special. If it can like be great in spite of that special um, circumstance, then it's probably an even better feather in his cap as a result. But everyone's talking about Bray Wyatt. Mm. Seen this? Heard about this? <laughs> Some QR codes and the like, and he's potentially got a new gimmick or whatever. Ultimately, yes. Um, I don't think people are getting bored of this, um, but you can't drag it on too long. So ultimately, yes. If you pay it off at um, Extreme Rules... It's probably better than doing it on TV because if you get a really great presentation and it's kept very, very brief indeed and they tease an actual fixed, firm direction for what the character is going to do, the buzz will be massive on social media and then that will compel people to watch the television. So I think that's a really good way of doing it while at the same time telling the audience, still watch the premium live events. I know we do the vast majority of things on TV these days, that's the important revenue stream. But, you know, if you watch the premium live events, you can watch all this stuff as well. So I think it's quite astute to do it at Extreme Rules. If I'm booking this, um, looking at the number, I think it was a 0.70 in the 18 to 49 was the rating that the, um, was it 9.23? Aye. The T's at that time, it shot up to 0.70. Really? Incredible, because people wanted to see. And it held on like high sixes before that. As yeah. Well. Like, they, people are... Game for this. People bang game for Absolutely it. bang game for this. So I put him on SmackDown for a start. So I would have him target a SmackDown um, wrestler. And I would have him target, if he wins or loses, I think he's going to lose, Drew McIntyre. Mm. The idea being that he's done everything he can as a babyface. He's pretty much dead in the water after Clash at the Castle. And when you have a character who's on the precipice of a new development, like a heel turn or whatever, and they haven't done that thing yet... Beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them. And then they've got a motivation to turn heel. The usual pro wrestling thing of, oh, well, I'm not getting it done fighting fairly. I keep getting screwed. So I might as well. You like that one, Alfred? Yeah. <laughs> got us there. Uh, you got accents. Uh, yeah. good, I'm good at accents, yeah. famously. So, but you know, you can beat him and beat him and beat him, Drew. And then he says, right, okay, well, I, I'm going to turn. So I keep getting screwed. And then once he's on a new path, he'll disassociate from the babyface character mm. and treat him anew. So, yeah, be true. Be true out the ass. In law. And then, like, it's tied in law because of um, fighting Quas as well. TikTok on the White Rabbit videos. Yes. So there's even, like, dark character law with Karrion Cross. Absolutely. And the, the other thing about that is, as well, when, when The Fiend first showed up, <laughs> Uh, Why do you laugh when you say that, Wilborn? Is a, he not scary to you? Is he a clown? Does he amuse <laughs> you? Well, funny because, you know, you want to watch out for the comment section. He can't bury supernatural characters. Not, yeah, not in front of the not, theme, fellas. You're not allowed to do it. I'm not having a go at old So Sorry, it's him. I've not said anything. I'm looking forward to it, me. But what I was going to say was, The Fiend really benefited from his initial first match yeah. being against someone, whether you're turning them heel or they're just giving some time off. Finn Balor, he just ran through him, obviously, at SummerSlam. 
And that was really beneficial because, like you say, you can't really have him come in and then go 50 50 again because it well, ruins. did that for about eight years. Well, it, granted, yeah. It was the most. <laughs> so the can. It was the most confusing thing of Vince McMahon to not realize, despite the fact that he promoted The Undertaker for all those years, that in order to build a monster, they've got to monster people. <laughs> like to go that, to monster one guy does not make a monster. And yeah, they made that. Well, I mean, look, we've done millions of podcasts, you know, videos, audios, all that sort of thing, and all the mistakes that were made with Bray Wyatt. I think. And it's, again, it's all to, I guess, like Triple H's credit for installing a bit of faith in him as a, as a booker so far. There is a, not just a curiosity around Bray Wyatt coming back full stop, there is a curiosity around Bray Wyatt returning to this WWE. I think it's safe to say there was no better place for him when he was suddenly, anywhere else. When he was cast aside. Well, Impact, yes. Well, but it doesn't work in AEW or New Japan. That's yeah. just a fact. I think that's it. Impact was a possibility, but even then, like, there would have been an argument, and this is, I know, again, maybe this will annoy, like, the Impact truth is, but there was a certain thought, if he goes there, has he lowered his value forever? You know, like, mm-hmm. the, this Bray Wyatt character has to exist, kind of, on wrestling's biggest stage if you're going to be wrestling's biggest big bad, which is what he always wanted to be. So I think the WWE comeback was always inevitable, but coming back to this landscape is very different, and it's almost like, I don't know, there's more stakes attached to this because it does feel like the last throw of the dice with Bray Wyatt as a performer, full stop. Whichever version, Eater of Worlds, The Fiend, a new White Rabbit, whatever, like a new sort of, if there's a stable, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. The point is, if it doesn't work this time, it never, ever will. And I think that's brought back a bit of the tension. I think it's brought back... I think we thought that The Fiend was the end of all this because Vince McMahon will never get this right. Vince McMahon's not there anymore. So having this one last go in these circumstances, I think is as much the appeal. Maybe to the likes of me and Sidgwick that will just never, ever be Bray Wyatt Fiend law guys. This now becomes what's interesting about it is him now rather than him what he was before. I'm fascinated by this genuinely because look at the hype that surrounds Bray Wyatt, right? Can you imagine Papa Shango <laughs> nine <laughs> years it. later going, could still work, guys? Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, never ever in the world would this happen. Yeah, I know the Attitude Era. Um, Either. The mock ups yeah. did look cool, but no one realistically in 1997 was going, you know what this needs? Shango. Wouldn't <laughs> 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 Shango with his head as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like that? <laughs> They weren't saying this. No. The reason being is because he doesn't have the pull. The character doesn't have this incredible pull. Whether I like it or not is immaterial, mm-hmm. quite frankly. The fact that nine years after he was first botched into oblivion with that Ring of Fire match against Kane, and there are people who are desperate to see a version of it work. Mm. And as Hamphill points out, it's not Vince McMahon anymore. If it can't work, it might under Triple H. This could be absolutely massive for WWE. Mm. And I can say that even if I'm not a huge fan of the act. He's going to be heading into like pre-Royal Rumble season as well. Like Bray has the opportunity to make himself a Royal Rumble favourite. Yeah. Legit. Like this is the exact perfect time of year for him to do. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Looking at the rest of this card, you've got two championship matches, one an Extreme Rules match between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey, the other ladder match between uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey. Who, who do you think leaves as champions in those matches? I think um, I expect Bianca Belair to beat Bailey, um, but they've done as good a job as they possibly can considering the time of year and the type of run that Bianca Belair is on to try and make you think Bailey can. They gave that big pinfall win over Bianca Belair. They've put Bianca Belair in a situation where she doesn't need to be pinned to lose. You would expect um, Damage Kataral to be potentially running in on Bailey's behalf to try and help her while there's ladder climbing going on. This match, I think, will be good in spite of the stipulation. I think I don't know anybody that isn't sick of ladder matches at this point. Like it's you get those, it's that Simpsons gag of uh, size angry size when you hear a ladder match getting announced. And that's not fair on the wrestlers because every wrestler to a man says they absolutely knack. So it's not fair that they have to like take these painful bumps for you not even wanting to watch them. But I think that that's where I expect the quality to be in terms of these two matches. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey is a different, um, and not entirely unknown prospect, but kind of unknown prospect because of the stipulation. The bells and whistles might elevate this beyond the SummerSlam match in terms of quality, but now is the time to decide once and for all what exactly you want out of Ronda Rousey. The finish at SummerSlam was so terrible that they have finally got the babyface Ronda they wanted back in January. <laughs> like, a, a yeah. real screw-up on Triple H's heart. Like, if Vincent Mann was the guy that wrote this down, that should have been the first thing that Triple H put his red ink all over and changed because they've doomed Liv Morgan and they're potentially on the verge of dooming Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch by the reactions that Ronda has been getting as this, like, sub-Steve Austin ass-kicker with Adam Pearce over on SmackDown. So use this match to make, if it was me booking, to make her as cruel as possible to set away something new with Ronda as a heel with probably with Shayna Baszler on SmackDown, the two of them running the show as they said they would and think think bigger than this story. There'll be another day for the Liv Morgan experiment to maybe go right second time around. Now is the time to start thinking about the value of Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and figuring Ronda Rousey out as a heel all over again. Use the extreme rule stipulation to make this as cruel as you possibly can. Yeah. Because there was a point where people adored Liv Morgan. And now... You got a glimpse of what they could have done on SmackDown last week. Yeah, definitely. And it like as a, as a baby face with all this fire and the willingness to do anything to win, like put that across with the weapons and just make Ronda the nastiest version of herself. I'm, like It's weird that they've got cheers, but flush them away. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think Liv at this point, and it's kind of shocking, she's been booked into oblivion, quite frankly. Um, I, I'm already thinking of, right, okay, if they need to get the Ronda-Becky um, dynamic right, and they do, they've wanted this match for absolute years at this point, then it's going to have to, who's the best babyface foil to turn Ronda Rousey heel again? Because it isn't Liv Morgan at this point. They've destroyed her. They've made her look like a complete geek competition winner. And it's a shame because she was over in enough online circles where you think we've got something here. It's our job as a promotion to promote this clearly popular talent to a mass audience. And they failed dismally to do that. And ultimately, I think at this point, the, the nicest thing to do at this point, um, unless you're going to bull Dallas Liv completely, is to just strip the title of her, give it to Ronda, um, 
introspect, think of a new path for Morgan to take, and just as an instant order of business, put it on Rousey, and then think about everything else later, because it's almost cruel at this point, having Liv Morgan be the babyface um, champion. Um, as for, what was the other title Yanka match? Yanka Belair, uh, Bailey ladder match. Yeah, I don't know what to do here. and it's, That means it's probably going to be dramatic, because I can't really see a clear winner or loser here. You've obviously invested quite literally in terms of two... Um, six-figure deals um, in terms of EO Sky, who will obviously have had a pay rise, and Dakota Kai coming back full stop. Bailey, you want to keep strong because she should be part of the fabric of your company as a babyface at this point. So do you just have her lose? Or do you strap her up because clearly Damage Katarl and someone else are going to form part of the Women's War Games match? Um, or do you have Bailey lose? You can win. They can win War Games. And then they can beat like a less protected baby face on that side. And then he can run Bailey versus um, Bianca back in December. Look, there are options to take. And the fact that I'm not saying oh, who cares <laughs> is quite good. That means mm. that you can actually trust in these long-term directions. So that's kind of what needs to happen at Extreme Rules. You need to, at the very least, offer a definitive winner, somehow get the heat back on damage control, have them win at War Games, and then he can run it back in December when they've got the the heat and the credibility from winning the, the the gimmick match. It used to be before there was about sixteen world champions that could call themselves world champions that heels would start picking up belts around this time of year because you want to start lining up baby faces for WrestleMania. This might be a little bit too early, but that's why you shouldn't be just like jaw on the floor shocked if Bailey was to win the belt again because it's in a fashion where Bianca Belair hasn't had to lose it via having her shoulders pinned, and she immediately becomes... Because, again, I keep going back to the Rumble to WrestleMania season. I'm so interested in how that'll go for Triple H, because we should actually be looking at that from Survivor Series. So now is the time to start thinking about Survivor Series. This is the whole point of being invested in long-term stuff. So putting a belt on Bailey now, what that's actually doing isn't so much belting Bailey as it is taking it off Bianca Belair. So you start to think about if you want her to start making the long road back. And, like, to yet again have, like, another WrestleMania show stealer, you start putting these ideas in people's heads as well. See, this is what I was thinking. I, I think Bailey leaves as SmackDown Women's Champion. I think you're right. I think Ronda has to monster Liv Morgan and be really cruel in how she uh, wins. Maybe so much that you, she's taken out and Liv Morgan can return at the Rumble into a nice crowd reaction, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you're right. I think it speaks volumes that this is a ladder match for the SmackDown Women's Championship because I think they're going to be able to try and run this narrative of, all right, Bianca Belair lost and lost the title, but she never had a shoulders pinned and that's not happened in singles action for 300 or whatever it is is odd days um you can even then potentially have bianca belair form a group of people who can then win war games and war games you could have bailey damage guitar and ronda rousey and bloody Shayna baszler as this terrifying five so if you want to do something like that or whatever it may be um so i think i think bailey wins that despite um uh, the fact i don't really want to see bianca Belair lose any titles mm. anytime soon uh Sige, quickly uh the i quit match finn balor versus edge a tasty affair i mean a hell of a reaction for edge on raw as well yeah absolutely um they've handled edge fabulously well triple h has since the comeback he really feels like a less um intense and therefore more endearing version of the legend that we've all loved at one stage of his career um, I think under Vince, my God, the the kind of full acting, like trying to get Oscar bait stuff over was a bit much. Big now, vein. Yeah, the big vein, <laughs> the stool and how intense everything was. Now he's just a vengeful ass kicker who kind of knows his self and knows his worth. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think they can craft something big. Um, Triple H has been talking about how he doesn't want to use blood. And I don't think he's allowed to use blood. I know the, well, I know the wrestler anyway, and he used to bloody use blood to get over. <laughs> so I think if he could, he would. 
But at the same time, like some of his takeover booking was really quite brutal. I saw Adam Cole take bumps from the back-to-back uh, chairs and all the rest uh, of it. So I think Triple H will know the value of a proper grudge program and he will sort of encourage them to go out there and work a match that feels brutal. I mean, look at Gunther and Sheamus. What an absolutely incredible war that was. He knows the value of physicality, does Triple H, even if he knows he can't really do blood and the like. So I expect this, I expect this sorry, to be incredibly intense. Um, better than most people are projecting, quite frankly. I think this could be really quite incredible. Um, I think I quit's far better than something like Last Man Standing because it's not... There's obviously stalling because you have to have some mic work and everything like that, but it doesn't feel like the momentum grinds to a halt. It just feels like as long as the intensity isn't too much, it could feel like really, really organic and believable. Edge to win. I think Edge has got more of a chance of doing something weighty at WrestleMania. He's one of the most overstars in the company. We were in the building of Cardiff, me yeah. and Hamlet, and Jesus Christ... No hyperbole whatsoever. I was at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, and the edge pop in Cardiff was as loud as Daniel Bryan's. Like, wow. Legitimately, this guy... So sustained, wasn't it? It was got, incredible. It got, pop, got him all it the way to the ring. incredible right. to be a part of. Um, he's not the biggest TV draw, but ultimately, WWE fans absolutely love Edge. And if you can give him as many wins as possible, um, and it's not as if Finn Balor is like this like young up-and-coming mid-carder with main event potential. Like, he's... 40 or something like that. I think his ceiling's gone, but he's great in the role. Mm. So it's not like one of these old, oh, it's a disgrace if the older guy wins. Not really. Like, not really for me. I think Edge could do something really significant at uh, WrestleMania this year and probably should go over Finn. Yeah, well, and again, like, I, so I was thinking that Finn Balor might win, but then I suppose that speaks to the same as the Bailey Bank. But I think, are they setting up programs where you could, like, there's, obvious, there's no obvious winners and losers, but in a way that you're actually going to get drawn into the action. I'm thinking this could be quite a big night, a big win for the Judgment Day. I agree. Um, I don't think, like, they've, Triple H has pivoted slightly with the kind of stable they are. Like, he's kept some of the iconography about them being Derek, but otherwise they're kind of, they're bad. Pat, they're a bad patter gang, and they should be. They're quite funny. And they should be, because they're heels. Like, you shouldn't really want to hang out with them, and that's what he's established in them, and, they're kind of, and AJ Styles is now deciding whether or not he wants to hang out with them. I think he might have something to do with it. If not him, Dom, like, I could visualise, for example, AJ Styles making the choice Oh, he's got some here. Yeah. I've got some. I bet his, it's nonsense. In his no, pit. it's not. It's actually quite feasible. Finn, Finn's worked Edge's legs, and Edge has got himself back up with the spear, but he's hobbling because he can play that role really well. And then, like, AJ reveals his true colours, and those colours are purple and black. And he, puts <laughs> him, and he puts him in the calf crusher, and Edge is, like, screaming for his life, and there's a quit in AJ's. Well, something like that. Or... Dominic Mysterio uh, is put under pressure no. and Ray forces Edge to quit to save his son. No, exactly. I've got your solution right, Ray. It's not that. It's Do- Dominic still gets to play Derek at Dominic Mysterio, so that's good. Dominic tries to unmask his dad and will do unless Edge says, I quit. Great. Like, legit great. That's good, actually. That's really Jesus good. Christ, Will Ball. <laughs> Let's have a go with something good. A broken clock <laughs> is right twice a day. Uh, we well, talked about the fight, Pitt. Uh, very quickly, your thoughts on it and uh, who, think, who you think should win it. My thoughts are, I think it should main event. Um, I think it's going to be the biggest night of Matt Riddle's WWE career because he will win um, the match. How can you preview this match and not assume it to be absolutely fantastic? I don't want to raise the expectations so high that they can't meet them, but their singles match was really good. Their brawls have been tremendous. They're both in unreal form in ring at the moment. The stipulation, as we've seen with Riddle at least, lends itself to his style. Seth Rollins will, I would assume, as a professional, enjoy the test of this because he's passed every single other one that WWE could throw at him over the last 10 years. Um, And he'll put over Matt Riddle in such a cool visual, in something that will be memorable. It's going to be a star. Matt Riddle's a star, but it's going to be a star-making night for him in a completely different way. 
and might, just might be the end of Seth Rollins' run as a heel as well. Wow. We are seeing these reactions that he gets, and like even he now is kind of caught in them a little bit. There's probably juice in Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes with Seth as a heel, but is there much else left for him to do as a heel at this point beyond going back to that match just once? I think the reactions that he are getting, that he is now being permitted to conduct and enjoy in the middle of his matches and in the middle of his stories is telling me that there is one big loss for him before he just gets to embrace it. I've, Seth Rollins is the type of heel at this point. All you need to do is have him be angry with a heel instead of a baby face, and you've turned him. Yeah. You don't need to change who he is. You just need to change who he's angry with. So I think this match seems to be the perfect place for that. He does deserve some comeuppance. As a heel, even if you enjoy cheering along with his music, he's been an arsehole to Matt Riddle at a couple of points during this storyline. <laughs> and Matt Riddle, as you've seen, has wanted Probably to, deserved. Has, yeah, well, yeah, has wanted to claim physical vengeance and has never had the choice because of this and this. And he lost his head at Clash of the Castle when he had the one time to do it. He's not going to do it second time around. The surrounds suit him more than they suit Seth. Seth's been kind of dragged into it. All of this is just set up perfectly. Like, there's a five-star ceiling on this. I'm not sure they can hit it, but that ceiling does exist. It's to everybody's credit that we've arrived at this point. I would describe Seth's form in 2022 as dangerously good. And what I mean by that is it was getting a bit 50-50, the reaction in Cardiff mm. for about a split babyface heel feud as it gets in the building. We know the sing-along's massively over. I think it's not necessarily that fun to sing. It's not Baltimore, <laughs> but I just think the fans really want to extend their gratitude towards Seth, who's been like a massively loyal servant. He stood up for WWE when they were vastly, vastly, vastly unpopular. Like, I think they were three-sided pay-per-view. Best wrestling in the world, period. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Three sides of the building. Uh, honestly, I think like he's played the role of the top guy in WWE, and I think they might award him with it, the fans. Dangerously good, so much so that he's been on fire. His work's been incredible. He's finally nailed whatever this character is. I don't get it, but I quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the theme's over. Ultimately, he might tarnish Cody's return. Cody was super over as a babyface. He knows how to play that role tremendously well. He's going to have the inbuilt sympathy. But I would still be very interested in the reaction in that match because Seth is simply too popular among these fans to play heel for much longer. But I think he loses. Yeah, right away. He should lose as well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Extreme Rules in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, I say you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.